from 88.9 Radio Milwaukee, I'm Jordan Lee. And I'm Piet Levy, music writer for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Every week we talk about music coming into Milwaukee and the music coming out of Milwaukee. This is Tapped In. Hello, Piet. How are you doing, my friend? Doing okay, Jordan. How are you holding up? I'm, I'm good. Uh, again, we're still kind of getting... Some parts of our lives we're trying to get used to this, but other things we've kind of normalized and gotten a, a good, healthy routine down at this point. Uh, one of the things in my routine that's been, of course, dramatically uh, affected, as it is with every single person, is just going out to live shows. Uh, working in the industry we work in, P, that's a big thing of what we do, and we just can't do that right now. Yeah, it's just not in the interest of public health, and it's been pretty staggering to see how much this pandemic has really impacted things just in one city, much less the entire mm-hmm. you know country and so much of the planet. I mean, you look at the, the DNC getting moved um, to August 17th. You look at Summerfest getting postponed to September. Uh, Festa Italiana just not happening in 2020. Um, this is pretty staggering. And if you look at concerts specifically, it's pretty stunning to see what's going on. Um, you look at um, Pfizer Forum. They basically wiped away all their concerts until uh, for the you know until the fall, probably. I mean, they have one still standing with Tame Impala, May 30th. That's almost certainly not going to happen. Um, and they've got uh, even Roger Waters, August 22nd. That one got postponed uh, until 2021, that whole tour. And then you look at two, um, you know, places like the Pap Cedar Group. Um, they yeah. they announced, uh, I think March, you know, or you know mid March, that basically they were going to postpone or cancel based on the CDC guidelines um, all shows until May 15th. That was 128 shows that have been canceled or postponed um, across their four wow. venues, and that's wow. you know it's really stunning to see. And then they have. Um, you know, shows. I hadn't really put it into that thought of like that volume. I mean, I knew the frequency of, of events that were happening at that time, but when you say that number 150, it really puts it in perspective. Yeah, 128, but still, it's it's probably going to be more. Yeah, yeah. After after that, it's probably going to be more because already there there's some shows that are happening after that May 15th window that are right rescheduling or postponing um, because there's really no kind of clear sense of how long this is going to go. I think there's with every passing day, it looks like it can get deeper and deeper into summer. Um, so, you know, there are shows in later May with the past year group that are being affected. Uh, the rave as well. I mean, they're, they're basically going to be shut down at least till June. Um, you know, a lot of their shows have been postponed or canceled too. I mean, there's a few kind of stragglers that are waiting to see, but it's pretty unlikely that the shows that are still Mm -hmm. on the books for May are going to go on in May. Um, so it's just really kind of stunning to see this happen in just one city. Again, it's happening kind of everywhere. But as stunning and as you know, upsetting and shocking as it is, I think the big uh, tragedy here, the big thing that makes that so um, so daunting, is the impact on employees. Um, you know, people that work at these venues that rely on these jobs. Um, you know, from uh, ushers to bartenders, and of course, the impact on smaller venues. I think that's the real tragedy here. Is that you know. Summerfest will be back. Uh, the Pap Cedar Group, you know, right. Gary Witt for Story for a Journal Sentinel, you know, it's going to be a struggle. But uh, he's pretty confident that it's not like all four businesses or theaters are going to shut down. Um, but a big concern are these small venues where these folks that run these places, really tiny clubs, I mean, they don't make Absolutely. any money off of it. The, the margins are so thin to begin with. And those- of course, if you're in the business of live music in this city, then that is absolutely the case where you're talking about small teams and very, I was going to say paper thin margins is what I'm going to say. Yeah. 
yeah, it's extremely hard to keep a small club running. I mean, if you look at the Milwaukee music history, there's only a handful of clubs that have been around for multiple decades, really. I mean, um, you know, whether it's Shane Call or it's, uh, you know, and Peter just makes a lot of his money as a promoter, not just through Shane Call, um, the owner of that club, but also looking at like Linneman's, um, looking at Cactus Club, which just changed owners. I mean, that's stunning too. I mean, it, it, uh, Kelsey Kaufman, who's the manager there, has been a manager for, for I think, since 2016, has worked there longer she bought the place like just a couple weeks before this pandemic hit so that's just a massive mm-hmm. blow to you know suddenly be a new owner of a club that suddenly has to, to shut down um i spoke to for a journal sentinel story you find jsonline.com slash music i spoke to aaron olson who runs miramar theater he's a promoter he's been working in this business for for 10 years you know he estimated uh, and we talked i think a few weeks ago but he estimated that his, his loss is going to be in the six figures from the miramar because of this pandemic. And he, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but basically said, you know, people are looking to me, you know, employees, some of them are family, some of them are friends, people he's worked with closely for 10 years. They're wondering, what are we going to do? How are we going to get through this? And, and Aaron doesn't really have any answers. No one really has any answers. You know, they're just, they're just dead in the water right now. And, um, you know, it's just really kind of a scary thing to think about how this is impacting them and when can we get past this? Um, you know, because the longer this goes on, the harder it's going to be for smaller businesses with those thin margins to really survive. Absolutely. And of course, on our last episode of Tapped In, we went over a lot of the things that are happening from GoFundMe campaigns to uh, advanced ticket sales and new ways that we can help support our local music venues. Of course, there's so many folks who are being affected by this in all industries. But here on Tapped In, we talk about the live music scene and the fate of live music and the experience we'll have with it in the future. These are the things that are hanging in the balance right now. Piet, I want to again remind folks that that article is up now with a lot more resources and uh, opportunities for people to support these businesses in need. Yeah, if you go to jsonline.com slash music, you can find it there. Just to run through a couple of things that are happening. Um, GoFundMe is kind of a place that a lot of these venues are turning to. The Cactus Club has a GoFundMe pay account set up where they're trying to raise money to support staff and pay immediate expenses so they can get through this. X-Ray Arcade in Cudahy, um, which is uh, partially owned by uh, Nick Woods from Direct Hit, they have a GoFundMe account as well, and the whole idea there is to support three employees who really relied on those jobs, three full-time employees, get them through this, and to, again, kind of exist afterwards. The Miramar Theater has their own GoFundMe set up, um, and the Pax Theater Group has one set up for their employees. Um, you know, there's like about at least 200 uh, employees there that are impacted by this, so they're trying to support through this GoFundMe campaign. You know, a lot of these venues too are selling merchandise, have made new merchandise, which you can buy directly from their sites. A lot of these venues are encouraging people to buy tickets for fall shows, and, and that way they can get some money that way too at this time when they can't really do anything. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, these businesses make really, I feel, make Milwaukee great, these venues. And it's, it's kind of frightening to think about i think they're just as important as like a a big institution like summerfest and you know especially a lot of them support local music too a lot of these smaller clubs so you know my hope is that people can continue to support these venues through this really dark and difficult time and that these venues will still be here and be with us and still make this community so vibrant and great once we get past this pandemic Uh, but it will it will require people to really support them through a really difficult time 
And as we go through this time, we remind you to stay in touch with us here on Tapped In. Of course, you can find this podcast anywhere you listen to your podcasts and online at radiumwalkie.org slash podcast. Tapped In is brought to you by you. You, the community, have supported what we've done here at Radio Milwaukee since day one. We couldn't do it without you, and we thank you for that. Tapped In is produced by Kenny Perez, and our handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab. Piet, stay safe at home, and I'll talk to you next time for Tapped In. Thanks, Jordan. You too. Nonprofit Radio Milwaukee is brought to you by you. A membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and Milwaukee. Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride.